We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Brunson looking, looking, finds Randall. Back to Brunson. Holiday right there. Almost pokes it away. Brunson, a three-pointer. Way off. Rebound deflected. Tatum dives on it. Quickly comes up with it. Brunson tries again. That won't go, and it's over. The Boston Celtics win their opener. And a thriller here at Madison Square Garden. Huge free throw shooting from the Celtics down the stretch. And Chris Dapps Porzingis with an enormous game. 30 points in his Celtic debut. Ah. Familiar sound. Not one I wanted to be making at the start of uh, the first post game of the year for the 23-24 New York Knicks uh, basketball season here. How you doing, everybody? Uh, welcome to the post game show. Uh, unfortunately, not a happy edition, although certainly a night with some positives, certainly a night with some negatives. Um, but we are talking about a loss here. Uh, a 108. 104 defeat at the hands of the Boston Celtics at home at Madison Square Garden. A lot to talk about, a lot to discuss, a lot to dig into. Um, you know, there's going to be good to take away from this game. There are certainly going to be uh, some frustrations to uh, have after this game. But before I get into any of that, just a, a uh, public service announcement. Never overreact. Oh, never overreact to openers. Uh, two years ago, uh, as as the post game video on the streets of uh, New York City and Seventh Avenue will attest, uh, we we thought we were on our way to something truly special um, in the double overtime win over the Boston Celtics two years ago, and uh, that season turned into a fucking disaster. And then last year at this time, lost a heartbreaker. Um, to the Memphis Grizzlies, one that had every bit as good of a chance of winning that game as we did this one. And uh, a little bit different because that was on the road, I guess. And there was also a little bit more uncertainty about this team and slightly different feel to, to this year. But lost that game and ended up having the best year or one of the two best years they've had in the last 20. So a loss tonight certainly does not mean uh, that, you know, this year is not going to go well or that this team is not going to be able to do some nice things this season. Um, and I think, you know, and listen, like a lot of close. Yeah. Like a lot of close losses. Uh, I think Andrew said it at the end of our, our simulcast on YouTube. Shout out to everybody who's watching that. How you see this game is a Rorschach test uh, in terms of, do you want to come out of this game with glass half empty? 
do you want to come out of this game glass half full? And the interesting thing is that there are things that are like one stat can both give you justification for coming out of this glass half empty and glass half full. So I think there are a few ones that we could go to first. For me, I think the obvious one is 11 for 43. Combined field goal shooting for Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson. <clears throat> um, those guys, I, I I don't know. I don't think Andrew's uh, going to have time to do this while he's also, uh, you know, wrangling in the, the comments for our for our post game. But I would be shocked if at any point last season, Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle combined Ooh. to shoot worse than they did in this game. So 11 for 44. On it. 11 for 44 would have been an even 25%. So they were one miss away from being that. Although with the number of free throws they missed, um, let's give them an honorary 25% for the game. Like find me, find me any NBA team, regardless of the opponent who is going to win a game when their two best players take over 40 field goals and shoot 25%. Um, You're, you're not going to find many of those. And if they do win the game, you're usually going to have something accompanying it that is like some other thing that is like a freak good thing. But the only thing accompanying Julius Randle and and Jalen Brunson's terrible shooting game, and again, to like different sorts of bad games, like Brunson was taking a lot of the sorts of shots that he usually makes and was just missing them. Is that a hangover effect of FIBA? You know, I don't know. Maybe we'll get into it later. Julius was a little bit more of a process thing, and what, which is why the Julius part of it, I think, more more the Julius that, like, we know Jalen Brunson is going to be good. The Julius part of it was more like, do you, do you put this in the, the glass half empty or the glass half full? I, I grouped them both together. They're both allowed to have an off game. It just sucks that they both had an off game on the same night. Um, but what I'm getting back to what I was saying. Usually, if a, a team wins a game like that, or if a team is even close in a game like that, they're going to have something else that is like very out of the ordinary good happening for them. Meanwhile, the Knicks went to the free throw line 26 times and they made 14. So, 25% from your two best players, when your two best players shoot over 20 shots each, and you make about half of your free throws. That's a recipe against a team like the Boston Celtics. Um, to absolutely get destroyed. Um, especially when you look at the Celtics and you're like, okay, well, if Brunson and Randall shot like that and the Knicks made like shot like that from the free throw line, well, the fact that this was a four point loss must mean that like one or more likely several key Celtics had awful games. And then you look at it, Jason Tatum, 34 points on 22 shots. Kristaps Porzingis, um, I mean, absolutely owned the Knicks. In this game, in every way, defensively, offensively, like that is the guy who, you know, once upon a time, this franchise pinned all of their hopes and dreams on. Uh, We saw him fully actualized tonight. He was absolutely awesome. Five for nine from three. The Knicks got their stuff together a little bit as the game went on defending his threes. Didn't matter. Guy was just locked in and he could do that because we've seen it here and we've seen it in Dallas and now we're going to see it in Boston. It's going to be frustrating. So, like, those two guys both had great games. You know, you want to tell me Jerry Drew Holiday shot a four for 10. Okay. You want to tell me Jalen Brown only took 11 shots, made four. Okay. Fine. Like, yeah, whatever. But, like, Boston shot 
well enough. They were 48% overall, a little, a little cold from three, 12 for 39. So they, they actually missed some. If you want to say, why was the game this close? Boston missed some threes they would usually make, only shooting 31% from three. That's more. If you look at the free throw numbers for the Knicks and you look at Brunson and Randall for the Knicks, um, that's, that's why the game was as close as it was. But that's not enough, right? That's not enough to make it this close. Something else had to be there for the Knicks to make it as close as it was. And it was two things. Um, and I'm going to save the better one for last. The first thing is the thing that got them in so many games last year and won them many of those games and almost won them this game. And that was uh, offensive rebounding. They uh, had 17 offensive rebounds, I think to seven or so for the Celtics, Celtics, whatever. 17 offensive rebounds. That's the formula, right? The Knicks get offensive rebounds. The Knicks kick those offensive rebounds out to uh, shooters. Yes, 17 to seven. Um, and those are the best three-point shots a lot of times that the Knicks get. And sure enough, a lot of their three-point makes, and the Knicks shot well from three tonight. Uh, that was the other thing that kept them in the game, 44% from three, 18 for 41. Um, a lot of those shots off of offensive rebounds were their best three-point looks, and they made a lot of those. So that was one good thing. Um, and the other good thing, you know where I'm going. It's Emmanuel Quickly, of course. Uh, coming off of, I mean... I mean, we're talking about this is two days ago. You know, we're we're forty, we're fifty-two hours removed from Emmanuel quickly knowing or finding out that what he does this season is going to potentially be the difference between him becoming. I mean, the only way some other team is going to be able to steal him away with an offer sheet is if they make him one of the highest paid players in the NBA, right? Or Leon Rose's bet paying off and quickly just kind of having a good year, right? For him, a good year, but not something that is going to make another team go to the nth degree and say, we're betting it all on this guy, right? In which case the Knicks would get him back for the kind of reasonable number that they were trying to get him back for now. Well, one game worth of evidence. Looks like Emmanuel quickly was pretty smart to bet on himself. Uh, 24 points on 11 shots, five for seven from, from deep, uh, four assists and six rebounds. The, the numbers don't nearly tell the story, um, nor does, I think, the, the plus minus for that matter. He ended up being minus three for the game, which is not indicative of all, at all of his performance. Um, and that's partly because he was on the floor, obviously, to close this game. And uh, he did not, uh, with with, a, with res- um, other than one three that he missed, it was kind of like a rushed look and it was late and it was after the game had already turned uh, that he missed. He didn't get a shot off in the fight. I think, you know, I, I don't know exactly when the last shot he got off it was. The, the last moment that he made a significant play was when he got that big steal uh, that turned into a Josh Hart three that was would have been a four point play if, or sorry, not Josh Hart, uh, Quentin Grimes three. That would have been a four point play if uh, <laughs> Quentin Grimes would be able to make a free throw, but nobody can make a free throw. So um, it didn't. But yeah, I mean, quickly just didn't, didn't get the rock down the stretch, which I have a feeling is going to be the most pressing topic of uh, discussion in this post game. I'd be surprised if it was not, and that's valid. When you have a guy who was having the sort of game that quickly was having, when he was when the, the Celtics were going under on pick and rolls, and every time the Celtics were going under on pick and rolls, 
quickly was just firing away and he made five of his first six attempts from three, like you probably want the ball in that guy's hands down the stretch. And we'll go through what the Knicks did instead. But like, you know, you, you cannot have a better game than Emmanuel quickly just had. You know, as Benji Ritholt said during our YouTube simulcast, uh, you know, the Boston Celtics are going to have this guy in their night mo- nightmares if they don't already. And they should. Because, uh, like, you could, you know, other guys had pretty good games. Like, you know, Josh Hart had some nice moments. I thought Hardenstein had a really nice second half. Um, you know, Mitch pulled down three offensive rebounds. Nice job by him there. Uh, RJ Barrett, we're going to talk about RJ Barrett. I thought RJ, you know, RJ finished eight for 20. Um, the one free throw he missed was not in the best time, but he went six for seven from the line, finished 24 points, you know, but like, look, we, we make fun of RJ for those lines. Sometimes, you know, 24 points on 20 shots, right? Classic RJ line. This was, this was a better game than that. Um, two or five from deep, a couple of looks you didn't love, but this was a good RJ game, you know, but like if the RJ game that we got tonight, was the second best game by a Nick. And I do think RJ was the second best uh, Nick tonight at first, first blush. Maybe I'll reconsider, but I think he was the second best Nick tonight. Like the gap between him and quickly was vast. So again, given that situation, you would think the Knicks shouldn't have been in this game, but they were. And, and that's all credit to Emmanuel quickly. Um, two more things I'll go through and then we'll, we'll, we'll get to the super chats. Uh, one is there were some calls and it's like, look, when you're, when your best players do what your best players did tonight and you miss as many free throws as you did tonight, you, you, it, it feels something feels if like icky about blaming it on the refs, I'm not blaming the loss on the refs that said, um, there were two calls, which were egregiously, egregiously bad. The first one was Jalen Brunson actually got called for, or like they did not call. I, th- I actually, we, I, there's a little confusion. I think J- like Jalen Brunson got called for a flop on the play, which is when he went up for a three and landed on Jason Tatum's foot, which is a call that is often called a flagrant foul. It was not called a foul at all. And instead, I, I'm pretty sure Jalen Brunson got called for a foul on that again for for like flopping. That's horrendous. That's absolutely horrendous. There's no excuse for it, and you can't challenge a non-call. So it's like you can't blame Tibbs on that one. Like, what? It's awful. Uh, that's the worst one. I thought almost as bad though was Emmanuel quickly with a textbook, textbook. Uh, verticality challenge under the basket on a Derek White drive. White missed um, and they ended up calling a foul. Uh, Tibbs challenged it, got uh, got uh, upheld. White made both free throws. It was right as the Celtics were starting to make their run um, in the fourth quarter there. And I just was looking at it and I guess they said, you know, it quickly went up straight, but his momentum like took him. I thought his momentum took him backwards. From my angle. So I just like, again, what are you supposed to do there? So I thought both of those calls were, were terrible calls. Both of those calls are called correctly. You know, are, are we tied after four quarters? But again, at the same time, like it shouldn't come to that, which is what, what brings me to the last thing is so, you know, like what did they do instead of give the ball to quickly down the stretch? This game was 101 95. Um, 
with uh, three minutes and change left. And from that point forward, so they had a possession where Randall went in. I feel like we're going to talk a lot about Randall this post game. Randall went in for the umpteenth time around the basket and for the umpteenth time, just nothing doing. Um, got blocked. But then offensive rebound kicked out to a Grimes three. Good look. Missed. Okay. Um, possession after that. RJ three. Good look. Missed. And then the next one, I think, is the one that I'll think about, at least, which was they set up the play. It's good play. Got Porzingis switched on Brunson. Matchup they wanted. Brunson got a step on Porzingis. Got a... It wasn't exactly a layup, but it was a the sort of look Brunson... You know, it's if he makes an all-star team or an all-NBA team, it's the, these sorts of attempts that are going to get him there. I mean, he makes these things all the time. And he just missed. And the thing was like halfway down. And... I thought it was a great look, and it, again, it just didn't go down. It wasn't Brunson's night. That's probably the one where you're like, well, maybe they should have designed it for quickly. Brunson had a shot a few minutes earlier, and he hit it to put him up one one hundred one ninety five. So it's like you trust your guys in the last five, um, and then after that miss, there was another RJ three that missed as well. Somewhere in there, somewhere in there, you would have had, wanted to have. I mean, again, Brunson's not even touching the ball down the stretch, which a little bit of game flow, a little bit of Boston, obviously putting good defenders on him and and trying to prevent, you know, you know, the ball from getting his hands. But if you want to go down, go down with the guy that brought you, you know, I, I and I, I'm not usually one to second guess that stuff, but I, I would have liked to see. Not even again, not even a shot or, or anything or shots from from IQ down the stretch, uh, but just the ball in his hands a little bit more. Um, I think that's it. Uh, that's all I have to say. Again, it's a, it, it's an incredibly disappointing loss because the game was there. You know, you're up by six with under four minutes to go at home. You, you, you got to win the game. Um, and they didn't and they will recover. And uh, listen. Uh, it won't get any easier. This is a tough opening stretch, but they will go now to Atlanta to an Atlanta team that is going to be probably pretty pissed off because they went into Charlotte tonight and lost. So you got a battle of two 0-1 teams with pretty lost, lofty aspirations this season. So someone's going to be 0-2 after that game. Not going to be an easy game. Um, Would have been nice to get this one. Would have been nice to get this one. The only, and you know, again, one loss, one game, don't overreact the whole thing. Uh, with how hard their early stretch of the season is, I think hopefully we don't look back on this and like, man, if they just could have gotten that one, right? Maybe it would have set them on a different course. Hopefully we're not saying that in uh, a few weeks. That's all I got. And on that note, in Claudio. So went through the good old stat head uh, last year's box scores. Now, there may be a game I missed, but what I tried to do is look for field goal percentage under 50 and at least 15 attempts and just filter through how many times this happened multiple times in the same game. More than you'd like, but I'll just go to the ones that are closest. Uh, the closest to tonight that Brunson and Randall got was yeah. the Denver game, which was a matinee that the Knicks were trailing like the entire game and then made a run at the end. They were combined 15 of 35. That's probably oh, that's the worst even- you're going to find them. Like it's the worst, like the worst you're probably going to find them. Yeah. So tonight is 11 of 43. 
the closest you got to that was the Clipper game last year that we did a watch party at Penn six for, but not with Jalen Brunson because he was injured for most of that road trip. Um, Instead, it was uh, RJ Barrett and Emmanuel, excuse me, Julius Randall and Emmanuel quickly when they shot 13 of 42 combined. Yeah, and that, so. and that wasn't even as bad as this. But no, it's it's specifically Brunson and Randall. You know, it's specifically Brunson and Randall. And uh, uh, look, they didn't show up big. And the guy that just didn't get the contract, he did. Yeah. So. Can I see, before we get to Super Chats, the last thing? Sure. What did you think of the, the substitution of RJ for Grimes? Now, RJ ends up playing 36 minutes, so I don't know if Tibbs just wanted to give RJ a breather and like knew he was going to bring him back in the game. But what did you think? Yeah. I mean, I think like Benji talked about this on the simulcast. I think Tibbs trusts Grimes more defensively as, as he should. He's, he's, he's been the, the better defender, but he doesn't have RJ's size. And, um, so I think that's the main reason. Obviously, it gives a little bit more spacing. You're a little bit more comfortable with with Grimes firing away. You know, he made the the big shot, and then as we got further down the stretch, he had an opportunity, another opportunity, and he missed that shot. So I, I didn't have a big issue with it. I didn't. I yeah. didn't either. I just wanted to. That it's going to come up. So I. I don't even like what that RJ should have come in sooner. No, no, that RJ, that RJ, and quickly were cooking, and that you shouldn't have oh. with the. I, th- yeah. I think this is what you're going to have to see. Have to see what you're going to see a lot of this season, with how many guys the Knicks can go to down the stretch. And I actually, I, mean, I thought it was a good call. If you want to give RJ a minute, go to some some spacing, get Grimes a shooting, and if you get some, if you hit your free throws, which Grimes missed a free throw, Brunson missed a technical free throw. Um, you know that's it's a mute conversation because the Knicks would have won this game. Yeah, I don't. A lot, a lot of things to be frustrated about this game. Substitution patterns down the stretch are not one. I didn't think there was there's some like execution stuff which you hit on. Like quick can't go the like whole last four minutes. No, that's a shot. That's that's me, the only thing I got. That's the coaching thing tonight. Yeah, like get the ball in your in, in quickly's hands. Okay, I've prefaced you. Enjoy the super chats, John. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. As always. Oh, by the way, back for his routine. Robert Cross at 5.15 p.m. So before the game, 
These are great. We'll get through these pretty quick. Uh, fair warning from from now on, folks. If you say a super chat before the game or even before the game's over, we're getting through it pretty quick. Uh, Robert Cross, first time, long time. It's your boy John. Did you miss me? Can't wait to celebrate a victory with you, my guy. Let's go. 50, hashtag fifty three wins. How'd that work out for you, Robert? <laughs> Uh, this is before the game ends. There you go. Uh, another one from Robert. I will only say this once a season. Leon aired and not extending IQ this offseason. Well, hashtag 53 wins. Look, you look smart right now. You look smart right now. Uh, and uh, But again, just to repeat what I said on the live stream after he didn't get the extension. Worst case scenario, IQ goes out there and does this all year. No one's going to be happier than Leon Rose. Promise you that. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean he didn't make a mistake. But, um, yeah. Sam Garcia's dad trading IQ is a bad idea. I, I agree with that. <laughs> Hashtag uh, welcome back. And Robert, where was it? Robert Cross, is it fair and reasonable to say that we got three stars on the rise in RJ, IQ, and Grimes? If so, I'm, I'm going to be one happy man, at least for a few minutes. Hashtag 53 wins. So, like, you know, we, we have to start being a little bit more conscientious in, in how we throw that word around stars on the rise, you know, like it's 24 all-star spots every year. Last I checked and looking around the league tonight, you know, there's just so much freaking talent. Like this is what being a good basketball team is. You got guys that come up and like, they look like stars on the right night and they make star plays in the right moment. You know, Robert, if you want to just change the word stars to studs, that won't, Trigger John to say yeah, it, that he's not a star, but it, it's it's called being a like quick. Uh, I'll let me say this for quickly to bet on himself the way he did. He certainly thinks that he's an all star caliber player, and you know he might be right. You know we'll see, we'll see. But it's it's man to get to get the star label in this league now. It's tough. A lot of talent out there. Uh, another one from Robert. First time, long time. It's your boy, John. We can go toe-to-toe with any team in the NBA. We've been here. Hashtag 53 wins. They can. Go win the games. So now we go to the post-game portion of okay. the Super Chats. Giddy up. Um, thank you, Robert, for all those. Uh, Robert with another one to start us off. Moral of the story, hit your free throws. Okay. Who Tibbs closes with is going to be a dance all year. Um, I mean... Close with the best players that played the best on that given on that night. Tonight he closed with quickly RJ Brunson Randall. You know, and it's like again, it, and I said this in the Substack chat um, from earlier today, which is that like different guys are judged differently. Jalen Brunson is at the top of that food chain, probably neck and neck with Julius Randle, where it's like, how good slash bad of a game? For them, it's like, how bad of a game do they need to be having to not close the game? You know? And I think Brunson's number one on the list, and like Julius is just behind him, more because of how this roster is constructed now, and they just don't have any size. So, you know, it's not that Randall is... is Brunson's equal on this team, but because they just need his size and because his size is such a, is such a difference maker for them out there. Um, it's why I, like you're going to see him. I'd be shocked if he didn't close every, almost every game, you know, that was close. Um, after that, 
I think it gets interesting because it's like, is it equal across the board where it's like quickly Hart, RJ, DiVincenzo, Grimes? I am judging you all exactly the same. Whatever you do over the first 40 whatever minutes, whoever the two best guys over that time are, I'm putting you in to close the game. I don't think so. I think RJ. Hmm. I think RJ actually probably has the most benefit of the doubt of those five, maybe by a healthy degree. Um, then quickly. And then I think of the last three, it's prob- probably heart. Probably heart. And then, and then actually, I think there's probably a gap, and then it's Grimes and DiVincenzo. And I think there might be a gap between Grimes and DiVincenzo. We'll see. But um, again, I, I guess this is going to come up again. I don't, I don't have an issue with how we close the game tonight, but that's just me. Do you think Robert had an issue with how he closed the no, game I tonight? But, I, but I, I don't know. It says it's going to be a dance. Like to me, it's not a dance. It's like who, who, who played well. You know, outside of again, out with Brunson and Randall in their own category. Right. So it who wasn't played who well. played well tonight. It was who of the two in the two spots he's gonna have to dance yes, around. Exactly. Who's gonna play with, which was the point, I think, of the chat. But the but the odd like but tonight it wasn't a dance, I guess. Is what am I t- like there are nights where it will be a dance. Tonight I don't think it was. I think it was very obvious that quickly and RJ were the two other guys you should close and that but at the same time, like, do you really are you really going to hate that Grimes is out there for a few extra minutes? Like some people do. Some people aren't. Hence the dance he had to go to in the final six or so minutes. He literally danced. He went to from me, a partner. He went from a dance partner in Quentin Grimes to a dance partner in R.J. Barrett. To, to me, a dance in in this kind we're arguing over semantics to me, a dance in this context is like, oh, my God, how am I going to choose? All of these guys are having great games tonight. Mm-hmm. One guy was having a great game tonight, and then RJ was having a pretty good game tonight. You know, okay. That's my that's my point. Um, Guy Huber, then what's going on, Guy Huber? One hundred twenty-seven million for a combined seven points. Our best three-point shooter being forgotten in the offense again. Uh, I'm guessing you're referring to Quentin Grimes. Uh, IQ not paid, carry the team. Welcome to the 23, 2023 season. Uh, Huber then is already in midseason form. Gotta love the positivity here. I don't even know what he's referring to with 127 million for a combined seven points, but whatever. Uh, thanks, Huber. Appreciate it. Uh, guys, it's a game. Come on. One game. Barry Craver, what's going on, Barry? Who will be my 12 referrals for the KFS newsletter? <laughs> Yeah, shout out to everybody. All the all the newsletter subscribers sent out an email earlier today. Uh, Substack has this cool referral program going on where if you're a paid subscriber and you refer other people who don't get the newsletter, you can save money. So, um, uh, you know, everybody feel free to go do that. Uh, welcome back, KFS. All should subscribe. Thanks, Barry. Andrew was telling me that Josh Hart and DiVincenzo together make $127 million. Yeah, and part of why those guys are here is because they have shown the ability throughout their NBA career to be useful pieces on a team without getting a high usage rate. That's not a detriment. That's part of why the Knicks sign them is because they're able to impact winning without having the ball in their hands. Because one thing the Knicks don't need another one of, as long as they keep their current key guys is guys who need the ball to be successful. They need guys who um, can be successful without the ball. I don't think Josh Hart, 
played a bad game. Um, wasn't a great Josh Hart game, but he made a bunch of usual Josh Hart plays. I thought he was fine. And then DiVincenzo, you know, rough opening game for sure. Uh, maybe a little jitters. First game, Knicks, home opener, the whole thing. Uh, you know, it happens. You know, whatever. Uh, ben, what's going on, Ben? My good man. If a loss can be encouraging, this one was. I always love Ben's take. Very rarely do I find myself disagreeing with Ben. And I agree with him here. I, on the whole, stuff to like, stuff not to like, pretty encouraging. Pretty encouraging. Will Oliver, that hurts. And here's the other side of the coin. It's encouraging, but it hurts. Uh, but they did fight. Gotta hit your free throws. Yes, gotta hit your free throws. On the fight, I mean, again, for anybody watching along during the night, I was saying in the first half, like, Jesus Christ, just keep it within 15 points at halftime. I thought there were a few points in this game, couple in the first half, and then when the Celtics came out at halftime, so we'd got within five, Celtics came out of the gate at halftime, I think they immediately pushed it to 10. I was like, oh my God, they're going to, this is, this is not great. This game is going to get away from us. It's what they did all year, all last year, the Knicks. They fought, they fought, they fought, they fought, and then they fought some more. It's what they do. You know, it's the character of this team. It's the DNA of this team. Um, that's not going to change. Uh, you know, it doesn't mean guys are going to have great nights every night, but they will fight. They will fight. They will not let go of the rope, you know, in a game or in a season. So that's good to know. Thanks, Will. Uh, the Reverend John Ortiz. Does this team not work on free throws in the offseason? So frustrating. Much love to KFS. Shout out to my one-month-old daughter who agrees we should hashtag trade 30. Ah, uh, come on. Again, it's one game. One game. Look, Julie. Hold on. Right. This is John from my wedding. Which one's that? The one who just had a daughter. The other Reverend. Okay. We say, okay, so you clearly don't remember, but the point is, like, this is his bit. Oh, trade Randall. He okay. says hashtag trade 30 when he says happy birthday me. Like, uh, okay, got it. So it's not about tonight. No, he's part oh. of trade Randall since he got extended. Like, this well, is then a, it's, well, then it's fair. This is a bit, like, that's fair. inhale, exhale. We got the thank you, John, and happy one month to, he just had a daughter, by the way. So. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to your daughter. Or happy, happy birthday one to your, happy one, one month to your daughter. One month and daughter. I, I we got this far. In, happy birthday to my dad. My oh yeah, the other reverend that's in my life. Happy birthday, Papa Claudio. Everybody in the chat say happy birthday, Papa Claudio. Happy birthday. Thank you for giving us, Andrew. Uh Mark Fabros. If Randall's ankle is still bothering him, he needs to sit. I don't think this was his ankle tonight. I actually thought he he looked pretty fluid out there. It's just the touch was non-existent. And I wonder if the touch being non-existent was a factor of him having a different sort of offseason. One where he admitted he couldn't work on a lot of the stuff that he he maybe usually works on. Um, I don't think it's the ankle. I don't think it's the ankle. I'd be surprised if it was if he's there was any indication of that, but you know, who knows? Uh, 14 points on 22 shots is not going to cut it. I mean, this, this might be his worst game all year. You know? Um, hit one big three in the fourth. You know, given that it won big three in the fourth, but like, no, nah, this, I mean, you're, he's an all NBA player. He, he was absolutely dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. Patrick class. What's going on, Pat? Taking RJ out at seven 30 in the fourth and not inserting him until two 30 and left in the fourth was an insane move. Insane. And I'm a huge Tibbs supporter. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know if I can say it was insane. I, I, because to me, this is the yin and the yang of RJ, you know, where it's like he, his best value or his, his best moments still come with the, with the ball in his hands, obviously, but he is still like, you know, guys are guys that you want in there because of what they do on the ball. And there are guys that are guys you want in there because of what they do off the ball. RJ is a guy that you want in there because of what he does on the ball. And when it gets to that point in the game, and again, they took him out with 730 left because he had had almost no rest. So when they took him out at that point, it was they needed to take him out, right? And so once it got to be a few minutes, and then Grimes is in there. And keep in mind, during that time, Grimes hit an absolutely massive three. It was the three that put them up by six. If he hit the free throw, it would have put them up by seven. Massive shot. Massive shot. And Grimes spaces the floor and strikes fear into the heart of a defense in a way that RJ does not. RJ was having the better game. There's no doubt that RJ was having the better game. But, you know, Grimes gives you a little, again, Grimes's value is a little bit more when he doesn't have the ball because of the threat that he gives. And then the bigger question is defensively. And Benji was talking about this, you know, throughout the, the, the simulcast. It's like RJ does okay on Tatum. Tibbs clearly trusts Grimes more defensively. So who do you go with down the stretch? I, you know, I didn't have a huge problem with it to like, again, RJ, he finished the game eight for 20. It's not like he was having a quickly level game. And he took him out for that long. He was having an he was having an okay game, right? He was having an okay game. Probably the second best Nick tonight. Give credit where credit's due. It did not rise to the level to me, to me, of being egregious. Reasonable minds could disagree on that. Dan Adago. Uh, we can play better, and that is a good Celtics team. It is a good Celtics team. It's a good Celtics team where Shot 31% from three. Worth noting. Um, you know, th- I-, I don't think they're going to have, like, they put up 108 points and they shot 31% from three and they took a decent number of threes. I don't know. You know, I, I still think that offense is going to be very good. Um, and they're very good defensively. You know, they are. But I hear what you're saying. We, we, I think if you're looking at, like, well, how much better can the Celtics do? And how much better can the Knicks do? If you're coming at it tonight, you're the 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 second amount is is bigger. You you're looking at a Knicks team where you're like, they could do a lot better. Whereas the Celtics Celtics could certainly do better. Because again, because 31% from three is, is not is not good. Uh, but the Knicks, we know the Knicks could do a lot better. But again, it's like, okay, you take it, you process it, still a loss. Hopefully it's something that comes back and and we we look back on this as like, oh yeah. Remember when it was the first game and they couldn't play any worse and they lost by four to that really good Celtics team that was not terrible, you know? Um we should have known then that this was a great Knicks team. I hope that's what we're looking back and saying. We'll see. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate you. Ja so focused, one of our regulars. How you doing, Ja? Miss free throws, Brunson sub 40%, Randall sub 25%, and the Knicks still had a realistic chance to win. Frustrating, but can't be mad considering. Um, not mad. Not mad. I think frustrating is the right word. 
frustrated, annoyed, you know, yeah, frustrated and annoyed. Two good words. I like those words for tonight, at least. Really want to get that win in Atlanta on Friday. That's for sure. Uh, Dom, Dom Cappuccini. What's going on, Dom? You promised me you're only limiting your, you gotta limit yourself to one super chat uh, per, per post game. Uh, disappointed uh, that they still have the same old free throw closeout issues. The win was there, and thus I am encouraged that the first win is a game away, and some of it has to do with uh, better defense from uh, preseason and last season. Go New York. I thought the defense tonight had good stuff and bad stuff. The bad stuff was very glaring. The the their the confusion defending Kristaps Porzingis, especially early in the game, was uh, highly disconcerting. That was not great. But I thought, by and large, by and large, they did a nice job defensively tonight. You know, you got your couple of usual moments in terms of box outs and you know, miss rotations or whatever from, from Julius. I don't want to pin it all on him. It wasn't just him, but you know, he was, he, his have a funny way of standing out, uh, you know, a couple other ones, but by and large, they defended well. And that, you know what, honestly, if we're, if we're really thinking about this game in terms of big picture sense, it Dom, you know, gold star for you, because I think you probably just said the most important thing because the biggest, the biggest reason this team would not be in that like mid to high forties win range this year is because their defense just falls apart. And the defense that we saw tonight, I think was a defense that looks like it should be okay. Right. Looks like it should be okay. Um, we'll see. Hopefully though, but I, I mean, I'm encouraged. Uh, and by the way, when, the, when we were all really worried about the defense after the, the, um, that game against the the Wizards, right? To end the preseason. Who was not in that game? Emmanuel quickly. Notable. Sorry. Had to make that point. Correct defense SC. Gotta go back to who you who got you to the dance. That was quick with the ball in his hands. Yep. JB with the ball down the stretch. Not tonight. Yeah. It's it's tough. I mean, uh, look, I, I don't envy. I don't have any Tibbs in that respect. Jalen Brunson had the fourth most like clutch points in the NBA last year, and it wasn't because he just put up a bunch of shots. He was efficient, and he was good in the clutch. And he hit it. By the way, he hit a big clutch basket tonight. Like the basket he hit. Actually, I don't know if it was. Yeah, no, it was a clutch basket actually because it was it was less than five minutes to go, and the score the the score was within five points. You know, and he he it was a it was a tough look. Made it. He was great last year in those situations. Now, most of those games where he was great in those situations, he had a really good game leading up to it. Most of those games where he took over down the stretch, in addition to him having a good game leading up to it, it's not like there was somebody else on his own team who was having an outstanding game that played a position where it would make sense to put the ball in his hands down the stretch. It's a, it's a, it is, to me, more than RJ not coming back in the game earlier, to me, it is the biggest second guess of the game. Is the ball not being in quickly's hands more? Hushzu. Same problem every year. Free throws. I yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't know what to say about it because it's like 
is it something in the water with this team, with this organization? I, I, I feel like there were a lot of games last year where they made a lot of big free throws. There were some that stand out where they did not make some big free throws. The Bulls game, I will never forget. But again, that was Brunson and Grimes. Those guys finished the year as outstanding free throw shooters. Um, I don't think it's something with this team. I think it was opening night. I think it's a big atmosphere. It's it's your home. Your home on national TV against the team that a lot of people have picked to go to the finals. I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. But if if jitters had a little bit to do with it, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, anyway, other than that, our young kids look great. At least, yes, they did. Uh, good, good game from the kids. Uh, we can say the Knicks should permanently open on national TV. I mean, they they gave they gave everybody a show tonight, did they not? You know, I don't know what more you could want. 